Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. Have you even been to Athens? Yes, of course I've been to Athens. <laughs> Don't lie. There's you Athens from, in the USA, Athens in Europe. You're from Bronston. <laughs> Bronston. How about you, B? How's it, dude? Are you um, all? Yeah, well, good to see you and a happy birthday for Fine. last week. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, my Thanks love. for bringing us cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After 40, you do not eat sweets anymore. After now, can't you see I've just had biltong? Well, based on your uh, Facebook profile, I can't say that I uh, that is entirely true. Mind you, this weekend from today, first of oh, from to, oh, new, see, new okay. day, new month. Yes. no more refined sugars, only hidden sugars. <laughs> you know, I saw a picture of somebody on Facebook. You know, being April the first, hmm. they put um, they put uh, the, a box of donuts in the uh, kitchen. Uh, table, one of those. Uh, what is that company that does the donuts in Rosebank? Oh, that's one. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Anyway, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. You know, there was a box of Krispy Kremes, and they opened it up, and there were carrot sticks and celery sticks inside. <laughs> 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 so people thought, "Oh, we're getting donuts on a Monday morning." Actually, no, you're not. <laughs> Technology and society. A couple of uh, really interesting. Three different things that we're going to focus on. All three really interesting stories. Yes. Where Where shall we start? Well, wherever you want to start, actually. Do you want to start off with my shoes? <laughs> Oh, oh wow. you sniff them. They don't, don't smell too bad. Yeah. They haven't been, I haven't even wearing them. Are these the ones that have the funky technology in them? Yes, those are the Under Armour shoes. They, but you, you always, you get paid and it's your job description to test the technology. Yes. You do know what you now need to do, right? Run yeah. and test it, yes. <laughs> you have to go no, for a run. I, I have been testing them um, and, you know, it's, it's amazing. Underneath the shoe, there's a sticker here saying it's ECASA approved. Oh, really? <laughs> Which you ha- ECOSA has to approve any kind of form of communication. But these um, uh, shoes that uh, Under Armour have introduced, Under Armour is a, is a company that competes together with Adidas and Nike and all these kind of people. But they've been doing, they've been making amazing shoes. In fact, some of the top athletes are sponsored by these guys, hence the reason why I'm wearing the shoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing. I, I saw these at CS um, and, and it's, it's incredible to think that shoes have now got t- t- technology built in. So the shoes that I'm wearing have got Bluetooth, and the Bluetooth power is going to last for the duration of the shoe's lifespan, okay? And what it does is it talks to the My Map My Run app via Bluetooth, but um, and they're completely waterproof. And what this does is the shoe measures your running distance. It includes your, your pace, your splits, the cadence, your stride lengths, and, and basically measures the lifetime distance of the shoe. That's one of the things that often struggle with um, being a runner is that you don't know when it's time to replace a shoe because you have to replace them every uh, five, six hundred kilometers of running, etc., depending on how, how heavy you are on the shoes. But this basically men- measures your running fundamentals. So it's not going to measure your heart rate and that sort of thing. It's going to measure your, your stride, how you land on your foot, okay. your cadence and all that sort of thing. And then it gives you feedback and you download the information after you run onto your app and uh, the um, okay, that, under- that answers the only question as a non-runner that I was going to ask you. Yes, which is what feedback it gives you that's different to all these other gadgets that runners have. Well, exactly that. You know, normally the other stuff only tells you uh, your heart rate, for example, and the speed at which you are going at. Mm-hmm. But this tells you your stride length, which is very important if you're a runner, because if your stride length is too long, you you could, you could be prone for injuries. You could be running at the wrong pace, for example. Mm-hmm. So it starts suggesting ideas and and. 
and, and also your splits as well, which is very important. It breaks that down as well. So there's some very useful metrics if you're a really serious runner to look at these shoes. And not only are they well designed, and uh, you know, aside from the technology, which you might think could be a little bit gimmicky, it does give you great input. But the actual shoes are really great quality. Under Armour make good stuff. So it's uh, these shoes that are available in the country, and they've got different models and different pricing, but uh, they really are something to look at if you're a serious runner. Now, the next issue is incredibly important. Bodies have wear and tear sometimes through all sorts of accidents or the way you are born. You may not have full functionality. And it really is exciting how there keeps on being incredible innovations in relation to prosthetics. Sure. And, you know, it's something that I've been following for a long Mm. time. Um, And prosthetics have been incredible. You know, firstly, they used to be very, very expensive to manufacture. People had to, you know, put limbs on their... On, on, on parts of their body that they've lost, you found it incredibly expensive. Then came 3D printing and it brought down the cost by like 10, you know, 90% in some cases. In fact, I interviewed on this show, I remember a few years back, a guy who, who started printing uh, prosthetics using a 3D printer and, you know, mm-hmm. cutting down the cost dramatically. So more affordable for people. Mm-hmm. But the next step was to actually make that limb try and talk to the technology and make it useful because, you know, you can attach a limb and it's got very limited functionality. So what they've done in Sweden in a world's first, they've attached um, the prosthetic hand to a woman's nerves and they've allowed her to control her fingers, move her fingers, her mind, and even feeling tactile sensations uh, by by attaching uh, the, 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 the surgeons attached some of the... Um, Electrodes to her nerves directly into her muscles. So she was using her mind to control what her hand was doing, her prosthetic hand. Uh, and I still find that so incredible. And you know, <laughs> it's not, it's not just like moving your fingers around. She actually, and there's a video that they've loaded, uploaded. She tied her shoelaces. Uh, she managed to type on her, on her computer as well. And she just used her brain and her brain was giving instructions to her prosthetic hand. I mean, you see the stuff in movies, right? And, and, and that's where it was. You know, for many years, people saw the stuff in movies and they thought, wow, you know, we're never going to get to this point. I think we all, you know, I think we almost take for granted just how incredible it is. I mean, if someone said to you 20, even 10 years ago, yeah. through sheer, your thought, you could leverage in your brain. Yeah. To send a signal that translates into movement on a bit of prosthetic. Oh, and by the way, as a bonus, you will also have sensation in that, but not just a functional outcome. Yes. I told you, Aki, get out of here. Aki is the big dreamer. Yeah. No, and they've done it. And they've it's, done it. And it, it's, it's amazing. It's inc- actually incredible. And this is just using 16 electrodes onto her nerves and muscles. I mean, if they can do this now, can you just imagine what the future holds for people who have artificial limbs, for example? So it's really, really exciting. And well done to that uh, team of doctors from Sweden who managed to do this. And really, they the, the, the feedback as well is that it's, well, relatively simple, but it's not relatively simple, if you know what I mean. But still, I think it's actually amazing what they've done. I think so, too. And I think that's also why it's so critically important to recognize 
the brains, yes. pun intended, behind a lot of the innovations. Mm, mm. And you sometimes have incredibly nerdish oaks that are not necessarily the most popular at school, whose intellectual capital is behind a lot of the innovation. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's no doubt about and it. That's, which, and that's why you need to recognize them. Yeah, no, absolutely. It leads us to the next one, which is the, the 2018 Turing Award, uh, UB, which um, is the Nobel Prize of Computing. And it's been awarded this year to, they call these guys the godfathers of artificial intelligence. Uh, Joshua Bengio, Jeffrey Hinton, and Jan Lacun. Now, the names not be familiar to you, but, uh, you know, they've been doing artificial intelligence since the 90s. And a lot of the stuff we have in our lives today, I mean, the work that's been done on, on self-driving cars, for example, you know, the, the mere motion of you using your eyes to unlock your phone, that's all of these guys that are behind this. Um, the artificial intelligence in an email, believe it or not, there is artificial intelligence in email. These are the pioneers of artificial intelligence and, uh, they, they've developed some amazing, amazing stuff. And, you know, they, they've been doing various interviews and it's interesting. The one thing that, that scares them the most about the technology that they have developed is that it, it's being used for the wrong causes. And they talk about security and army robots that can be killing people for the wrong reason, where artificial intelligence is coded wrong if it gets into the hands of the wrong people. We've seen this in movies. You remember iRobot, for example, the same kind of thing. And this is the kind of stuff that really worries both, all three of them, actually, um, are talking about the killer robots, which came up over and over again. Now, talking about robots and artificial intelligence, I've got another little tidbit for you before I go, UCBS. It's incredible. You know, a country like Estonia, there's only 1.3 million population of people. It's a very small country, right? Um, but they're quite at the forefront of technology. They really are developing incredible AI there, and they really are one of these countries that is developing interesting stuff on the security side and, 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 and intelligence and machine learning and that sort of thing. So what they're busy developing right now is a judge that is going to be used to um, settle small claims disputes. So when you go to court, if the amount is less than 7,000 euros, this system, which is going to mainly focus on contractual disputes, is going to sort them out without the need of a judge being present. Just using the AI and that sort of thing built in. And I've actually got some, some other clever wow. stuff. Um, you, you know, like if you look at the Department of Agriculture, for example, and they give out um, various grants to farmers during the year, these guys use a different algorithm and they use satellite uh, satellite uh, images right to determine if a patch of field has been cut or not and they do this three times a year and they can see if there are cattle grazing if there's hay on the field and two weeks before the season changes when they send out the grants to uh, to the farmers it's all done automatically so there's no human being involved satellite image saying this this farmer's mowed his field there are cattle there etc etc and it automatically dispatches the grant to the farmer, electronically, they send them the money without any human intervention at all. Just from a satellite image down through an algorithm, here's your money, Mr. Farmer, carry on farming. No inspectors needed. You don't need Eishmachashule? Okay, okay, okay. Get out of here. Get out of here. Thanks, darling. Lovely 20 minutes after 11.